Welcome to the Igniting Shakti podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, and I'm here to have those real and at time raw conversations in regard to the sacred, the divine feminine, or I like to say Shakti. I want to invite you to explore and hopefully embrace this divine aspect that the feminine holds and gives us space to come to acknowledge in our everyday life. So I welcome you to Igniting Shakti. Welcome back, y'all. Thank you for joining me today for today's podcast. And today's episode, we are stepping into Dumamavati's origin story and the mythology around Dumamavati. But first, I want to take us into Shakti as a triple goddess. This is where she offers us this integration of the light and the dark energetics, or you could say the forces. And these are used to create, sustain, or to destroy. Now, Shakti can inspire us with creativity, and she gives us this energy in our lives. Now, as the triple goddess, Shakti brings together Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Kali. Now, Saraswati is known as the flowering one, the goddess of knowledge, and she influences us through speech, the arts, and creativity. Then we have Lakshmi, and she's the goddess of fertility and abundance, and she's invoked for prosperity, and she's revered as the protector of the body and of children. And then finally, next is Kali, and she is portrayed as a devouring goddess of death. And she's also the symbol of eternal time. She, and Kali doesn't just destroy life, but she also gives to it. Now, the reason I'm bringing up these three goddesses as part of today's topic of Duma Vavadi and her mythology and her origin story is that Duma Mavadi is the crone goddess. And her origin story or the mythology around her is is to highlight the sense of how all of these goddesses sort of work together, integrate, and bringing this as part of the triple goddess helps to break this down in a simpler manner. Now, Duma Mavadi is the eldest of all the goddesses. She's this grandmother spirit. You can say she kind of stands behind the other goddesses as their ancestral guide. Now, Dumavavati, as the grandmother spirit, she is this great teacher who bestows these ultimate lessons of birth and death. Dumavavati is this goddess of the knowledge that comes through the experiences, the failures, the disappointment, this place of the unknown. As she contains this force, this energetics of all the potential within us. She also brings in all the latent energies that dwell within us. And when we lean into this goddess Dumamavadi, we lean into and develop the potential. We develop these latent energies within us, but first we must recognize them. First, we have to be aware of them. So now it comes to this place where the triple goddess energetics come into play and how this is bringing Dumamavati into this. 
So Dumamavati is the elder form of Kali. You could say this is Kali as an old woman. So both Kali and Dumamavati give us this essence of transcendence and freedom. It's about bringing us back into this place of when death occurs, there's this birth. And I believe I talked about this last week when I said there's Dumamavati is this void where nothing exists but everything at the same time. And when we recognize the potential we have, when we recognize and aware of those energies within that allow us to spur this creativity to awaken this within us. Dumavati not necessarily is this creation, but she is the one that leads us there. Hopefully that makes some sense. All right, so let's tap into Dumamavati's mythology, the origin story. Now, there are two myths about Dumamavati's origin. In the first one, she rises from the smoke of Sita's funeral. And this is where Sita herself has immolated herself at her father's sacrifice. So within Sita's story, she is disrespected. And so she goes to her father's gathering and is so dishonored that he didn't invite her and her husband because he didn't approve of them. That she basically went into the fire. This is where Dumamavati comes into the first story. She comes into the world filled with this outrage and despair of the insulted goddess Sita. Her face is blackened by the flames and she's nearly this transparent quality of smoke. Remember, Dumamavati's name means smoky one. And this is interesting because it gives us this quality of Dumamavati because Dumamavati gives us this social invisibility. She's not one that we talk or look for much in our life because she's this crone goddess. She's not auspicious. She's not beautiful. She's the things we don't necessarily want to look at. But she's there. She's always there. And when we look at smoke, think about how smoke dissolves and it wanders and it has no abode. So this is the same thing with Dumamavati in her stalled carriage, sort of nowhere to go. Let's jump into the second story here. So the second story tells us that Dumamavati is born when Shiva curses Sita for an act of unwifely aggression. So the story goes, Sita is living with Shiva in their Himalayan abode. One day she asks him for something to eat. And Shiva, he refuses. And so she says, then I'll have to eat you. Whereupon she swallows Shiva. However, remember, he's God. He doesn't die. Instead, he talks to her into disengorging him. And the moment he's freed, he lays a curse on her, saying that henceforth she will be a widow. So there is in this reality that 
Shiva and Sita remain these consorts. However, in this parallel reality, Sita manifests as this form of the goddess who is rejected by the masculine, punished for her moment of assertive anger by being condemned to live outside of the masculine protection. And this is also this connection of living outside of mainstream society. And it's here, Dumamavati, this feminine goddess that is unsupported by the male authority. And in paintings and images of her, you see her sitting in this carriage with nothing pulling it. And it's here that there's this underlying fact that in the conventional sense, she's a woman going nowhere. And with that, the stalled chariot can have a deeper esoteric meaning here as well. It can also represent this stillness of this eternal presence, the action that arises from non-action. It's this void state where form dissolves, whether it's in deep meditation, whether it's in movement, it dissolves, dissolves labels, dissolves anything that we're putting a name to, and it becomes this just this practice. It's where all beings, ready or not, come to this void where we are freed from our bodies, our desires, our karmas. Dumamavati represents this absence of vitality, of fertility, of nourishment. You can think of Dumamavati as this dried up lake bed in or this desert. You can sort of see her as this goddess who's denied the ordinary sweetness of life. And as I mentioned, within her stories and within her lessons, she is most of the time everything we don't want to recognize, everything we want to turn ourselves away from or to actually refuse to admit that it's there. You could say that as a life guide, Dumamavati has the most to teach those who have worn out this path of pleasure and effort and those who are just willing to sit in this place of non-doing, letting everything flow, letting everything come as it should, come as it may. This is when we want to move to this goal, to move more deeply into this consciousness into this place of allowing illusion to dissolve, to allow this, I'm going to say, destruction of the illusion, to free ourselves from the illusions, and to come into this place of things not being right or wrong or labeled negative or positive, but to just be in this place, this place of temporarily of just being. Nothing is necessarily good or bad, light or dark, but it is all one in the same moment. 
just like I had mentioned about the void as being this place of nothingness, but everything of that potential of the essence that it all resides here in the same place. This is the force. This is the quality. These are the gifts of that goddess Dumamavati of transcending past the duality, transcending past and coming into this place of freedom and then enlightenment and this great wisdom that resides within, that resides deep into the heart. That is Dumamavati. All right, so let's leave it there. Uh, and we'll come back next week and go a little deeper into Dumamavati, looking at this dark goddess, this crone goddess, a little bit more in depth in some ways. All right, so thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining me. And I wish you an, an awesome day. And go out there and enjoy. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, enjoy this fall season and keep stepping into this essence of falling, falling into this space of more freedom into your life, stepping into this place to fall into this transcendence of dissolving the illusions around and within you. All right. Thanks again for joining me. And with that, bye for now.